you saw the snow at MetLife Stadium when the Packers played the Giants. And it has not stopped snowing over here since. And thus, the Ruts boys could not get together to record this episode. You're stuck with me for the entire time, for the first time in Ruts history. And I'm sure it will be the most popular episode ever done. You're listening to Run Up the Score, a fantasy football podcast. Hey, everybody. It's Tom. This is the Tom Cast now officially. It's just going to be me. I'm going to go through everything sans the drops because I can barely handle that when I have Scott and Don's help. They are here in spirit. I will get you through this episode. I'll get you through this week. Congratulations if you are in the playoffs. Um, I've made a few myself. I know that Scott and Don have, and we've also had our hearts ripped out in at least one league each. Um, I am currently watching the Seahawks and the Vikings, and Myers, the kicker for the Seahawks, can absolutely not score four more points. So depending on how you feel about my seasons or my emotions, you really may witness me have a nervous breakdown while doing this podcast. I swear to God if he kicks or lines up for a 40 or a 50 yard field goal. I don't know what kind of podcast this will turn into. Uh, losers of the week could potentially be me. I'm going to go ahead and say that it's Don and Scott for missing their first episodes ever. Hashtag stats. I have missed before. I'm recording right now on my Yeti microphone that I've taken to Amsterdam, Iceland, Edinburgh, you name it, wherever, wherever I've recorded from uh, abroad. This is where it's been with and, you know, through the surgery as well. If you've stuck with us for all of those episodes, kudos to you. Other losers, Nick Foles, what a horrible game, uh, gets pulled while he's in the negatives, doesn't come back in. That's going to be really harsh for your fantasy lineup, especially versus the Bucks. You think it's a chalk matchup. You think you can play Nick Foles. You think you can get away with it. Um, unfortunately, you can't, and hopefully you survived that. Somehow, that seems unlikely. The Browns, huge losers, always on here. It seems like they take up good real estate here. Basically, everybody but um, Jarvis Landry. And Kareem Hunt, who scores a touchdown in this one. Baker, Odell Beckham, the Browns in general, they lose to a third-string quarterback. What more can I say? The heroes, we're going to lump that in with the slate. These guys, they've uh, Scott and Don, these guys, you may have heard of them. They've written their thoughts on here. I'm going to bounce off their thoughts and sort of not give you the uh, the audiobook version of this and try to keep it live like a podcast should be so i'm going to run through the slate right now we're watching monday night football we meaning you and i the adoring fans and myself panicking um in a weird weird way someone out there today said i need stefan diggs and dalvin cook to run into each other hurt each other and that's how i'll win this game and by god that did happen um stefan diggs Seems to be back and healthy. Dalvin Cook still on the bench. So as far as heroes go, if somehow, some way, Alexander Madison is available in your league, you need to break the bank. He should be the number one ad, and maybe even CJ Ham if you're in like a 16-team league and you need somebody to surprisingly go absolutely ham. CJ Ham also would be a great nickname for CJ Anderson, I am now realizing. All right. 
to the main course. Your Thanksgiving games. Hope you guys had a good Thanksgiving as well. Chicago versus Detroit. Blau, he had a good game, but he goes to IR. <laughs> Stafford maybe next. Hawkinson goes to IR. Mitch had a good game. The game I kind of wanted him to have all along, but you can't really be uh, can't be really relying on Mitch Trubisky at this point in these these holy 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 weeks of fantasy football. Anthony Miller, you may be able to rely on him. Thirty three targets over the last three weeks. Um, I'm sure that stat doesn't reflect that he doesn't get 11 targets every game, but that would be certainly nice. If Taylor Gabriel is out, he remains a really good option. And uh, I think I just saw DJ Moore. No, not DJ Moore. David Moore score a very long touchdown. That's good for me. That's only going to be one point for Mr. Myers. Don't pick him up. He doesn't have enough target share, but I do love the guy who's one of my bold predictions, and they are dancing the night away. It looks very, very good. Congrats to the Seahawks on this well-choreographed touchdown dance that's seemingly going on forever. Take a bow. You deserve it, guys. All right. Buffalo versus Dallas. Josh Allen and Dak, matchup proof. There's no doubt about it. They've been awesome, and they were cheap draft options, which is exactly what we try to advise you guys. Um, Note in here, where's John Brown going to get drafted next summer? I still think he's in the disrespectful zone, much like Cole Beasley, who's completely disrespected as well. Um, he's probably available in your league, and you'd probably be surprised at where he's ranked in uh, PPR formats and even standard because this guy has been scoring touchdowns. He always avoids banner coverage, just like we love to say. And uh, the best part about it is it's true. So with these tough uh, Josh Allen matchups coming up, he's still going to avoid that banner coverage. Uh, he scores touchdowns. He has a reception floor. If you're in a deep deep spot Cole Beasley look no further Atlanta Falcons versus the New Orleans Saints and Taysom Hill two touchdowns he gets on the dock um he only had four touches so he's just on here as a uh what's the word tradition I don't know Julio out so Ridley he did what he could Russell Gage is a guy that is interesting only if there's no Hooper only if there's no Julio I'm not breaking the bank on a guy like that in uh, the holiest of weeks around here. A little bit of a bust from Alvin Kamara. You could say he's a loser. Maybe even in standard, he really disappointed you. I know he was about 10.4 in half-point PPR. We got the Jets, the almighty Jets, versus the Cincinnati Bengals, who, you know, the roles were reversed there. The Cincinnati Bengals looked like they were almighty. Boyd is back. That's the uh, tagline here. There's no doubt about it. He's much better with Dalton. He's startable. He scores in two straight weeks. Hopefully you didn't drop him. And if someone did, I mean, he's definitely worth a claim. He's a guy that I would I would definitely be starting down the line. And don't forget, you know, that week 16 legendary matchup, he's going to get the Miami Dolphins. Robbie Anderson, 100 yards with a touchdown. Maybe not. Here we go again. 100 yards this week and three of four before that with a touchdown. So I'll check if Robbie had a touchdown when I get a moment. But you know what he's capable of. You know he's got a big play capability. Um, good target share. But the problem is, is that target share is definitely crowded by the fact that Jameson Crowder is in that offense. And he's not available, but maybe Robbie Anderson is. So if you believe in him, you got to trot him out there. More of a standard play for me. Washington versus Carolina. Guys, this is a little tougher. I'm getting a, uh, should have had a glass of water. Washington versus Carolina. Kyle Allen, not that great. Um, 
but he has some good weapons. DJ Moore, two touchdowns. Obviously, he's not available. Um, but Darius Geis, this is what you want for the guy. Darius Geis, only 10 carries and less than 20 snaps. So even though this is an amazing performance, something like 12-plus yards a carry, I mean, under 20 snaps, that's not going to get it done for me. I'm a little scared to start him. I hope they go to him a little bit more, but um, that's going to be that's going to be a tough one. DJ Moore, um, I'm checking on this. I misspoke. Yeah, he's only got one touchdown the week before he had two. So three touchdowns in his last two games. Nothing to wag a finger at. He seems like the number one target over there. And uh, Greg Olson leaves the game with a pretty brutal concussion. Best of luck to him. I think you could uh, get away with Adrian Peterson if he's unowned. He had 99 yards. He had a touchdown himself. Um Devonta Freeman gets this offense next week, so you'd be thinking that's a good matchup. And I mean, he's, of course, he's not available, but if he's a guy on your bench, you might want to consider him. Derrick Henry certainly turning into a guy that might win you your league. Tennessee versus Indianapolis, it had it all. It had a blocked punt. Maybe that was a field goal. I forget. But I started the Tennessee defense, and I was very, very happy about it. Um, he's definitely a first-round pick next year, Hunter Henry. That's what Scott says. I definitely agree. Uh, the workload is insane. Over the last 16 games, he has 1,700 yards. Last guy to do that was Chris Johnson when he went God mode. Where? In the very same city of Nashville, Tennessee. Jack Doyle, a huge target share. He absolutely got peppered. That's what he used to do, and this is going to be great for him going down the stretch. He's playing Tampa Bay. This has not been a chalk matchup over the last couple weeks for the Falcons and for the Jags. But guess what? The tight ends have fared just fine. I think Jack Doyle, as we all think, is going to be a great option going forward. If you're just someone who's been playing matchups um, and you're blessed to have Jack Doyle at this point, he might be your guy through the rest of the playoffs. I'll mention some others spattered throughout. San Francisco versus the God in Baltimore. A good football game, not so much a fantasy game, unless you have Lamandrews. Like Scott says, the stack, Lamar and Mark Andrews. It was a good game. Debo Samuel gets a touchdown, even though he totally pushed off. Um, he's been really good. He's been like Dante Pettis was down the stretch last year. Uh, not a ton of targets, but he's playing great, and it's hard to keep him out of your lineup if you've got him and you've got some struggle positions, let's say, like Robbie Anderson. Robbie does get the Miami Dolphins next week, but I did check Sorry about that. He did not score a touchdown, just 100 yards, seven catches, or seven targets. I also forget that. Tampa Bay versus Jacksonville. Kind of went over this one a little bit with the losers, but Minshew Mania is back. I mean, I might grow a mustache for it. As I'm watching the games right now, um, Rashad Penny is having a great game. We kind of warned you about this last week. If he's available, he seems like a guy that could definitely get some work. Touchdown to Laquan Treadwell as well here. So I guess I kind of called that, but for all the wrong reasons, considering Stephon Diggs is back on the field. Um, in this interim, the Seahawks also did score. That was the Rashad Penny touchdown. So if you're counting at home, I my, uh, my left and right limit with field goals is getting really slim. Uh, I think any field goal now will eliminate me from playoff contention, and I will most assuredly cry on the podcast if that happens all right so back to tampa bay jacksonville peyton barber two touchdowns so you gotta have him on the dock 
I think you got to own him anyway. The thing is, I saw an interview today. Bruce Arians says that Rojo missed a a blitz pickup, and then he got benched for the whole game. So that's the kind of thing you're playing with over here. It could be either of these guys at any time, but Peyton Barber has had the goal line. So if you ask me which one I'm more interested in, it's Peyton Barber. And if I asked you which one you're more interested in and you were a Rojo owner, you're going to probably say Peyton Barber going forward and you probably wish Ronald Jones never comes back to the league. Jameis, not so great of a game for fantasy, but one of his cleaner games ever. No interceptions, no turnovers, uh, no passing touchdowns either. So he's, you know, in contention for most touchdowns in the league, most touchdowns thrown, in contention for most interceptions thrown, and I think – that game only harmed one of his chances of being number one for both of those, and that is touchdowns because he'll probably lead the league in interceptions anyway, knowing our lovable Jameis Winston. Philadelphia versus Miami. Devontae Parker, post-hype legend instead of post-hype sleeper. This guy really might win you your entire league, and he's got a good schedule down the road. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey, the only guy who can outdo him in this game. Not by points, but by targets. Alshon got 16, so that's a lot if you're counting at home. I'm not going to mention anyone else who got 16 targets. He may have had the most in this week, and it would not surprise me whatsoever. Um, This is not even garbage time. I mean, this is when you got to count on it in the game. Carson Wentz, he goes to Alshon. There's no doubt about it. Jason Sanders, not the only Sanders to score in this game. Miles does as well. But Jason did it in a spectacular fashion. He's our man catch Monday. You can watch that play on our Instagram at RutzFF. Patrick Laird, after Kalen Balazs, the legend, goes down. Um, Patrick Laird, he is a guy who has had a six-catch week, a four-catch week. He would have had a touchdown if Jason Sanders didn't vulture him on the one. So um, Balazs going down definitely helps him out. I think that he's a guy that they're going to look to. He's that white running back in the 40s. You'd think he's a fullback, but he seems like to play like a normal running back. Green Bay versus the Giants. I already told you it was snowing. Rodgers to Adams. That was the the last thing I saw before everything went completely white over here. Um, Aaron Jones' usage continues to suck is the note here. I got to say, though, I've heard this from a lot of people in the fantasy industry. He did have a touchdown that got called back. So if that happens, if that stands... I don't think anyone is really complaining. Um, Saquon going in the back end of the first next year is what someone wrote on here. I don't know if I agree with that either. I think that Saquon uh, has that name value. He's going to have this injury excuse on his side, and I think he's still going to be a hot commodity in drafts. I think he could still compete for the 101 overall. And uh, if he's going to go in late round, so the he won't go in the late first. He's he's too valuable. He's too valuable. Cleveland versus Pittsburgh. The Browns should be embarrassed again, of course. Um, Hunt. We can use Hunt. The Steelers, I don't know if you can use them. Uh, hopefully Connor returns, but if he does, I, I'd, be, I'd be a little bit scared to play him. We could be looking at a three-headed monster. We could be looking at you know, some of these other things. The team that I have where I have these, these Steelers running backs, I also have Darius Geis, and I'm tempted to play Darius Geis instead. Thank the Lord I have a bye, and then I can kind of just scout that out. I'm going to skip to another game where I think it's sort of a thank the Lord if you have a bye, and that's Kansas City because the running back situation there is dicey. Darwin Thompson, 
gets his first, you know, real shot at it playing with the ones. And they gave him the ball a ton. There's no doubt about it. They marched down the field. He scored a touchdown. He might be involved a lot more next week because Daryl Williams looked like he tore his ACL. They're writing it up as a hamstring. But um, Darwin Thompson in a big spot here. If they're not going to feed LaShawn McCoy, if they're, you know, giving him that veteran rest that they keep saying that they're going to do, and if Damian Williams stays out, you're looking at Darwin Thompson, like we actually all thought, is going to be the come-up guy. It took way too many injuries and depth chart changes to get there. No one was expecting it to go this way. But people did have their eyes on Darwin Thompson. Patrick Mahomes bails you out with a uh, a rushing touchdown. Not completely outside of his skill set, so you're still happy to see it. It was a windy game, and that screwed everything up, except for one Darren Waller, who, pat myself on the back, I told you, would come back to form. Big third down coming up for the Seahawks and me. Um, but I'm telling you right now, the solo podcast, I have a new respect for uh, uh, the Red Zone guys, Ciliano and Hanson. Man, it is hard to keep talking, and they do it at a rambunctious pace. Speaking of a rambunctious pace, the Rams were bunctious in Arizona. They had a great game. They came back to life. Robert Woods was targeted until he couldn't be targeted anymore. He couldn't score a touchdown. He has zero touchdowns this year, which is absolutely crazy. It's basically a statistical anomaly, especially given the amount of targets he had this week and versus such a porous defense. You see Tyler Higby cash in on that chalk Arizona tight end play pretty much right away. Next week, I'm going to mention Vance McDonald here and not even in his own game because that is the huge spot for him. They get the Arizona Cardinals next week. Kyler, a little bit of a bust. Goff comes back, Woods has a great game, and the Moscow Mule scores a tud. I am beside myself with a little bit of happiness here. Russell Wilson had an open man, and he botched it. I'll take it because they're so far away from field goal range that I just don't need to be involved in anything like that right now. My fragile heart cannot take it. And my God. They just faked it. They faked it. They faked the punt, and <laughs> they got it by a mile. Um, f- <laughs> full disclosure, I I have had to pause this uh, a couple times because I've been almost just out of breath, and uh, this leaves me breathless, speechless, and in a vulnerable position to be hosting a podcast during um, Denver versus the LA Chargers. The notes here say Locke is not an upgrade, but Sutton is a monster. I don't know. Maybe Locke is an upgrade. He seemed to be pretty comfortable in his first start ever. Um, gets a win. Not many people can say that. Uh, he's doing great. Eckler, another person who's doing great. More receiving yards in Camara and Christian McCaffrey last year. So he's in God mode. Mike Williams. I'm a noted Mike Williams hater. He also does not have a touchdown, much like Robert Woods, but he does not have the target share. He had a pretty good game. He's had some big catches and big spots to help out the team. But help out my fantasy team. What have you done for me lately? I did not draft him, and I'll brag about that till the day I die because his. I can't believe people were interested in him with the amount of targets that he's had, especially last year. 
New England versus Houston. A great game if you love garbage time by the New England Patriots, which is what is keeping me alive in this fantasy bout right here. Julian Edelman, James White, and Tom Brady. All great position uh, positional plays in fantasy football. I mean, they're probably each top 10 in the in the week 13, the holiest of weeks. What more can you ask for? The Patriots keep delivering. Uh, note here, got to be written by Scott, except actually it says Donald at the, ba- at the back end. Watson is the MVP if Lamar didn't exist. I don't know if that's true. Um, I hope it is because I have a bunch of money on him to win the MVP, but thank God I also have made a small, small bet of $10 on Lamar Jackson when it paid, I think, about 65 or 68 to 1. So I am still backing my boy Lamar and that wraps it up unfortunately you will not hear me cry um, unless you live within a 30 mile radius once I inevitably lose this game I will cry oh my god wait a minute (laughs) it looks like Metcalf fumbled he's gonna save this drive for me this is great this is amazing and I can end it happily on that note they better not call this an incompletion he made a football move he made three steps thank you vikings for wasting the extra time thank you for the punt fake that wasted some extra time too not a lot of time left in this not a lot of time spent on this podcast we apologize we will get back together we will have a great episode for you on thursday not that this episode has not been great it's been the best some are saying the early reviews are in and we're killing it in the box office uh, you can follow me on Twitter at HillierFF. Don is at Why So Serious. Scott is at WagsFF. The show at RutsFF. We'll be back on Thursday to preview week 14. Let's get you to the next round if you don't have that buy. And if you lost, there's always something worth fighting for. Um, hopefully your league rewards, you know, keeping trying here. The best way to do that is to have it determine the draft order next year so you don't get these people who just ghost you at the end of the year um we mean it good luck to everybody and keep scoring Some alibis. I misspoke. It said Hunter Henry. I also misspoke and made it sound like it said Blau was going to IR. I meant to say that Driscoll had landed on IR, which brought Blau there in the first place. And unfortunately, uh, the game just wrapped up, and that meaningless field goal at the end uh, gave me the kill shot. So here's to hoping that I crush it in my other leagues and uh, that this one smash cut in the middle wasn't too much for you. I, I tried my best in that league and on this podcast. I am crying. Not really, but I'm sad. See ya. Also think I forgot to mention Benny Snell exactly by name. You should pick him up, break the bank, uh, just in case he is the guy next week. I'm crying. Bye.